podcasting from Stanford American International School. This is the IB for Dummies, number two. I'm Lee Dar, an 11th grade student studying at Stanford. And I'm Daniel Louis, a 12th grader and a senior at Stanford. We are your hosts for today. Thank you for tuning in. So the IB for Dummies explores the International Baccalaureate Diploma Program and aims to highlight the do's and don'ts when taking the IB. Today's episode, we're going to be focusing on um, choosing your subjects and also about the intent the internal assessments that you do in each class. So, um, Lear, yeah. you're in the diploma program. What classes have you picked this year? So, I have picked two sciences. I took English, like two languages. I took, I have a free block, I have TOK. Uh, what are your two sciences? Oh, so design, which I don't oh, really yeah. understand why it's a science. Yeah, but design. But, but, but yeah. it is, yeah. <laughs> design. You implement stuff and mm-hmm. physics. So uh, you cho- did you choose these? Um, I mean, that's an interesting combination. Did you choose these because you had a specific goal in mind or was it just, yeah. just choosing? Class? Actually, I do have. Uh, I want to do engineering. So having math, physics and design is very important in today's modern era of engineering. So as you can see, um, Lyra takes double science and um, there are different pathways that you can, well, different things you can do when you're choosing your six subjects. And I do not regret it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, double science is difficult. It's it's difficult. I take double science as well, biology, chemistry. But you don't have to do that. You can take double humanities, which is like, you can take economics and business and then or, have, phys- or a psychology and Yeah, something like that Or you can just take one of each And so then you'll have to pick an art as well Which is uh, art, music, or drama yeah. Yeah. Or theater, exactly. they call it theater One of them So anyway So when you're choosing um, your subjects for the future I think a good way to start is Figure out, like, think about what where you want to go, where, like, where you want to go, and what you want to do in college. Let's see where you see yourself in after the diploma program. Exactly. So if you if you're headstrong and you know what you're gonna do, like, oh, I want to do medicine, then you know, go search it up. Go ahead and choose what those requirements are. Most likely, it's biology and chemistry. chemistry. But it really depends on the location you're, you're where you're going to uh, study. Yeah. Also, check the university page if you know where you want to go, because for me, when um, so. If I wanted to do medicine in the UK, for example, I would need HL biology and HL chemistry. However, Tough. if you want to do it in Australia, they only need HL chemistry. So Ooh, simpler. So, so oh yeah, well that was one of the the things I had to consider when I was you know, picking my. Are the IB scores different in different places? Well, that too, yeah. And then you gotta check whether I don't know you're capable of those scores. But I think usually it's not too much of a problem. If you're determined, you can. And also, it doesn't hurt to play to your strengths. Stre- strengths sometimes. Yeah, te- technical difficulty. Yeah, technical, <laughs> technical difficulty. Well, it doesn't uh, hurt to play to your strengths sometimes. And maybe you should choose classes that you're, you know you score well in. I mean, that's also a plan if you're not really sure what you want to do. Just go with that. Something that you might have taken in the MYP. Yeah. So people have uh, done like pre-calculus... Some had done economics, micro, so... Yeah, so if you're more confident in a subject, you, you could choose that path instead if you're worried about, you know, choosing subjects. Math. So basically, if in math, the age of math is very challenging. So let's say yeah. taking in uh, ninth grade extended, then in 10th grade taking pre-cal. It's basically, you can to feel more confident. confident in yeah, so if... So yeah, like choosing to your strengths is, is a good way as well. 
So just keep in mind that for every subject you pick, you have to pick three in a higher level and three in SL level, basically standard level and a higher level. Usually people who start the IB, a wonder when they can switch from moving to SL to HL, moving courses. So basically most schools give you a month to switch courses so you don't start having yeah. a big gap. Yeah, so don't be too worried about picking your courses at first because after a month, if you don't like them, you can always change. Of course. Yeah. And changing SL to HL can be tricky. Having to switch from SL to S, uh, HL to SL is more simpler because you, yeah, yeah. you're already at a higher level. But when you're SL to HL, talk first with your head of a... I think it's called Yo, IB coordinator. Just IB coordinator, yeah. head of the department of yeah, yeah. that specific subject. I mean, it's true. Yeah, when you're most schools, I think they don't allow you to switch from SL to HL when it gets to like the end of like for me right now, I right. have four months to your exams. It's probably not allowed because there's just so much content you have to to learn, and it's when just not switching. worth it. Yeah, but yeah, you can switch from um, HL to SL pretty easily. So. One of the things that I did as well when I started my IB was I had started with four HLs because I wasn't sure which one I, I wanted to be HL, whether biology or chemistry. So, Most kick-ass subject. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, started with both of them HL until around a half of grade 11. Right. Then I, was, I decided that I wouldn't need my biology to be an HL. And so that was when I decided to drop. And it's much easier because you cover less topics in SL anyway and basically less the tests are less challenging yeah. so, as so that was an, it was easy switch it, was, it didn't cause much trouble but so, yeah and basically you were in the same class didn't change your program mm -hmm. huh? that, that's basically like a win for you yeah so so Leo I know you just recently chose your classes anyway so um, when you were choosing them did you have any like problems while choosing so when I was choosing them at 10th grade I was wondering what subject to take. Yeah, yeah. So some subjects I really wanted to do is psychology, mm -hmm. but because uh, it's a lot of reading and memorizing, and it's very, very, very hard, so I chose not to take it. So it's basically okay, picking yeah. something that is good for you. Mm -hmm. uh, well, were you like nervous when you're picking these? Cause like yeah, even when I was at the beginning of the year, like the first month or two, mm -hmm. uh, I was feeling very nervous of failing them. Of if I took the right uh, subject, like I took HL Maths, and I yeah. was feeling at first that I might fail it, and if I fail oh, yeah. it, I fail all the IB. So I tried <laughs> to have some backups, basically uh -huh. learn the HL stuff for a different subject while doing this. So having oh, like so you know you were, a safe net. You were well prepared for this. But after for the first semester, seeing <laughs> that I can succeed. Wow, I, yeah, I, I, I dropped it and I'm now doing all out on the math. That's good. Anyway, yeah, same with me. Um, I was always worried about whether I chose the right courses or not. Whether, like, what if I wanted to do architecture or something in the end, right? Then I would be going down the wrong road. But, yeah, I think it's normal to feel... It's going to be normal to feel nervous, a bit worried. Right. I think whatever you choose in the end, I think, you know, you can always... You can always learn it in yeah. college or university, having, like, the first first class, like, intro to that class. Or, like, whatever you wanted to learn. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, I think picking your subjects is important, but it, it's not the, like, the end of the world if you right. pick the wrong subject. So, just at the beginning, just choose something you would like to learn for yeah. two years, something Find that... subjects that you enjoy doing and just pick yeah. them, you know? 
if if you have trouble picking, if if you know what you're gonna do, then yeah, you know, go ahead. Because in the end, in the IB one, it's a very like a very hellish program. Yeah. So what if it doesn't feel like like a, a job or a punishment? Then you you'll do a better job. You'll wake up every day going into class, enjoying what you're learning. And if by chance you know what you want to do for your extended essay, it's a bonus. Then pick the class that you're gonna do your extended essay on, because that that always helps. Yeah, because that that's a very big part. Of but the, yeah, I'm any, not sure if any of you have thought about your extended essays yet. So yeah, if if you're tenth graders, you might be now doing your personal project. Personal project, which yeah. is uh, way more fun. If you find that interesting, then pick the class that you did it on, kinda. Yeah, it's a good idea. Okay. But at the end of the day, it's it's just a class and like um life motivator poet. And us, music enthusiast, music enthusiast Drake once said, "It's not. Uh, sometimes it's the journey that teaches you a lot about your destination. So what's more important is, um, you know, going to those classes, giving your best effort, and enjoying all, yeah, every part of enjoying, the way. Yeah. So this was a choosing your course basically. Mm, so we'll move now on to the IAs. So basically, I'll give Daniel this because I have." Absolutely no ideas, or I, about uh, doing the well, IAs. You just started the course, so it's fine. <laughs> anyway, so IAs are your internal assessments that you do in every class, and it's different for every class. So essentially, I'll just give you some examples right off the bat. Um, in your sciences, in your sciences, you have uh, lab your, report, your lab right? reports, right? Yeah. And then in economics, you have uh, like an in economics, you have applying those. Those theories you learn in class to a real life situation. Yeah, market failure, all the terms. Yeah, yeah market failure. Yeah. That's an important one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, but as I know it, uh, my IB coordinator doesn't like to call them IAs. And Why, I think, Daniel? I think that's a good thing because it helps you get your mind around what you're trying to do. If you call it IAs, it's just a general term and it feels like, it feels like you're doing the same thing for every class, which is actually not true and maybe you get something mixed up there. So... For the sciences, you would want to call it lab reports. For um, see, it's different as well. In in business, business yeah, in business, economics. HL, you do um, a research paper. You have to conduct like primary research and everything. Right. But for SL, it's um, it's more of like an investigation because you're just doing um, you're just doing collecting secondary research instead of primary. So that, that's a big difference between HL and SLIAs. That's why you would want to call them research papers or investigations, you know, rather than the IAs. I heard for the economics is basically analysis, trying to figure out like the market failure, for example, giving you a, maybe a scenario. Don't take my word. I'm, that's what I heard at the so, beginning of the year. Well, yeah, yeah. I think economics and um, from my experience, the HL and SLs are the same for economics. So that's a... That's a win. Yeah. <laughs> win for the HLs. Yeah, win. <laughs> Anyway, but we, so we look online for an article that relates to uh, something that we learned in microeconomics, for example. Micro so in economics, yeah. don't forget, well, not don't forget, because I never told you, but yeah. you have to write three, three um, essays for your IA. This whole thing is your internal assessment, your three IAs, one on microeconomics, one on macro, and one on international. So, well, yeah, and then you just apply those theories that you learn in class to a real life situation. That's essentially what you do. So as you can see, there are different, um, different 
different IAs in your different So that, that's why I don't call them IAs because calling them IAs is basically saying they're all the same. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. But you definitely can't neglect these, uh, these assignments because, well, first of all, they account for 20% of your grade. 20%. I think, I think for some subjects, they are even higher. For English, I think it's, it's higher because you have more. Like you have your written tasks and you have the presentation that you do. And they're, oh, well, okay. It's different next year now. So it's different for your year. 2A for 2021. 2021 than it is from 2020, which is what I'm in. But we still have an internal oral commentary. Mm-hmm. And that also counts for part of your internal grade. So basically, try to do your best on the yeah. tests, external, internal, and the um, basically the IAs. Because mm-hmm. you can't get a good grade only succeeding in Exactly. One. I think that's one misconception that all of us think that... The IA isn't important, and we can just, you know, focus on getting a good grade on our final exam. Yeah. So if you take, for example, math, um, the paper that you do for math counts for twenty percent of your grade. And, for example, oh, in the recent years, to get a seven in HL math, you need around eighty percent as your final grade. And if the IA, if you get a zero on your IA, for example, right, you would need full marks. In your other papers, in order to get a seven, and, and, and that's that's like, extremely difficult. Yeah. So and even if you get like a four in your IA, it's still gonna be difficult because you have to score extremely high on your others. Right. So 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 basically, the IA is basically gonna help you. Exactly, and it, IA is something that you can prepare, right? Because yeah. in test you don't know what's gonna happen on right. the test. So basically, you can always ask your teacher for help. Exactly. As student, so basically, the IAs. It's not a punishment, it's basically like a lifeline. Yeah, it's like a, it's free help, basically. You can, yeah. you can get a step ahead and give yourself the advantage going into your final exams. And, and just like you said on the math, imagine like, oh, you got a full mark on the AI, that's just 20%. So then if you fail a little bit here or got something wrong here, then and you drop back to 60, you still get a perfect, uh, uh, get a seven. Yeah, so there's, there's a much higher chance of getting a seven if that's what you want to achieve. So definitely use your IAs. Um, they, you give you get given a, a lot of time, right? And, uh, well, te- yeah, and some and time. some teachers will help you and teach you how to do them. So, for example, our school one of the teachers for one of the subjects is going to make us do a pre AI, sm- a small AI. I always get confused. Yeah, <laughs> uh, IAs. Yeah, IAs. So to <laughs> just prepare us for next year. Yeah, I think that's good. And oh, now that you mentioned that, I think the most important thing, um, in while you're writing your paper, is to submit a first draft. Most students uh, take take for granted that they have a first draft, and before submitting the final draft, and so they don't do their best for the first draft. But I think. It's important. I know a lot of teachers are going to say this and I can't and I don't want to be like cliche or anything, but I just feel that it's extremely important that you have to do your best work for your first draft so then you would know how to make it even better. Right. It's, it's not like you're going to write your extended essay and then just give it off without like so you need checking. first drafts are so so important. Like right. th- there were times where I've written like a pretty nice essay. Like I'm but like, wow. But you could have done it even nicer. Yeah. Exactly. And then I got so much feedback on what I could have done better and made my essay much better, which it originally wasn't. I just thought it was, right? But I would have never have known if I didn't submit that first draft wow. properly. Yeah. So, so use your resources, yeah. your tools. 
So something that most people don't recognize or don't really see through the IB is that the IB actually gives you freedom of choosing. You can choose what you want to learn. So I'm going to give you an example. Some diplomas around the world, I won't say the country, does not give you any choice. You have to do all the needed subjects from oh, really? a language, a math, science. They don't give you a specific sign. Oh, maybe they do give you, I don't remember. But you don't have any choice. So mm. even if the IB sounds tough in the end, they give you a little, like, how do I say it? A bit they, of freedom to choose they, what you want to do. They know you're older. They, they give you... Freedom more of responsi- choice. Yeah, yeah, okay. More responsibility. So yeah, use that to your benefit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. So if there's anything that you should take away from this podcast today, it would be... Take a look at the university requirement, course requirements before choosing your subjects. It's best to choose subjects you enjoy. Yeah, and don't worry too much of choosing uh, quote-unquote wrong subjects. There's never a wrong subject. Uh, and you can always change them anyway. And um, the IAs... Well, the papers, yeah. <laughs> or depending on the subject, are yeah. extremely important and can give you a huge advantage going into your final exams. And because you get to choose the topic of those, so it's like a win-win. And use your first drafts. I can't stress how important these are. But yeah, that's essentially it for today. Thank you. This has been IB for Dummies. And thank you for tuning in.